2015. My name is John Niggle, Client Manager at InTouch Manufacturing Services. I'm your podcast host. InTouch is an American-owned company based in Shenzhen, China that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is Stacy Bruce, Client Manager from Adelaide, Australia. And she'll be telling us about the top five mistakes made during product inspection. This is based off of a blog article published earlier this month. So welcome, Stacey. Thank you, John. Hi. And let's jump into it. Let's start with sort of what are the consequences or the potential consequences to the buyer if mistakes are made during product inspection? Right. So if there are um, mistakes made by the auditor that the buyer doesn't know about, that could affect their sales, that can affect their reputation. It can be as small as some untrimmed thread that goes unnoticed on, on, a, on a garment up to wrong sizing, for example. But for clothes, you could experience a lot of returns, dissatisfied customers. So yeah, it, it can really, it can be something really small or it, if it's something big, it can affect the potentially the reputation of a buyer. Right. So issues that go unreported could be found later in the finished product that the buyer receives. Issues that are misreported could result in some corrective actions that are unnecessary, maybe introducing more defects. But really, it can affect the brand. It can affect the company's bottom lines. And it can affect the customer, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. So your first point that you talk about, the first mistake made that's a common one for product inspection is misinterpreting specifications or requirements. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that and the ramifications of that mistake. Right. So all of the auditors are equipped with auditor service instructions for each inspection. And, you know, that can be a lot of information. And we always try and make sure that it's all set out very clear for them. But you know, they're human and they could miss something if they've been inspecting that product for a long time and something new is added, they can forget very easily. So like an example of misinterpreting spec could be if a buyer receives specifications for sizing, for dimensions for a garment, for example, and they're not updated or or maybe the inspector just misreads the measuring method for measuring dimensions, then that can affect, of course, the reporting of the dimensions and that can lead to confusion later on, right? Right. The next point that you talk about is not using the appropriate equipment. And I think you're talking mostly about the kinds of tools or testing equipment that the inspector would bring to the service. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Right, so the inspectors always have a set of tools that they have to use for the inspections. And... Sometimes if it's not clear whether the factory is, pro- is providing this tool or whether the inspector is providing the tool, they can forget and that can, that can cause, during the inspection, we haven't used the correct tools or we haven't used, or we don't have available the tools needed for a specific test. And this might not be a major problem, but it can result in having to go back and redo that test because that test was necessary for an accurate result. Right. I think kind of your main point here is that If we have the wrong tools or we don't have the tools needed for inspection, then we can have problems like inaccurate results or maybe having to redo the test or do the test with the right equipment to make sure we get an accurate result. Exactly, yes. Okay. The third point that you mentioned here is it's a mistake to let the factory representative or the staff at the factory influence the reporting. So can you give us maybe a situation where that might happen or maybe a common example where that could be an issue? Right. So 
We communicate with the clients and we get the clients' ideas, specifications, uh, what they think, well, they, what they want from their product and as the end result. So we go into an inspection with that knowledge. And sometimes if we'll go to a factory and they have vast experience making different types of the same product or even the same product. And they may have in their mind a different idea of what, what works for this product. So if there's, they encounter, our inspector encounters a defect that maybe the client hasn't thought of and the factory you know, has their input, oh yeah, maybe, maybe something, there's a defect that affects the appearance of the item but not, not necessarily the function. It's sort of on the auditor then to, to say, am I going to report this to the client or am I going to leave it out because it doesn't affect the function? Right, yeah, I think, yeah, you bring up a good point and the issue is really... We don't want product inspectors to have to make any kind of judgment call about whether or not to report something. And generally, it's better to wane on the side of, of caution and just report it and be open and transparent about it rather than making any kind of guesses or assumptions as to what the buyer expects. And I know from personal experience, I've seen this, whether it's you know glue residue on a product that has glue components to it, inspecting air compressors and having there's like a pressure discrepancy with the gauge and the fill rate and things like that, the, the factory will come back and say, well, the buyer and I talked about this. We don't really think it's a problem. You know, you don't need to report that, but actually we should report it. And then if the buyer decides then after receiving the report, you know, this isn't an issue, then we can address it in the future and sort of just either note it or omit it altogether from the report that we issue, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. When in doubt, they, they must report it. And then we can discuss that with the client. If they don't see it as an issue, then that's great. And if it is something that they haven't perhaps thought of, then we've caught that for them. And that's really good. Right. Absolutely. So the fourth point here is a common mistake that can be made is inspecting with the wrong AQL sample size. So using a sample size that was not the agreed upon sample size for inspection. So maybe you can you can tell us about the consequences. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. If we go in to make if we go in with the intent of checking 32 pieces and we only check 15 or 12 that's a significant difference. And what would be the implication to the buyer if the sample size was either too high or too low? Right. Well, yeah, if, if the sample size is too low, that means that there's more of a chance that we could have missed a defect. Perhaps it, this defect wasn't present on the small sample size that we've taken, but it's on the rest of the product. You know, you really, there's no way of being sure about that. And if we're not inspecting the correct sample size, we're not adhering to the, the client's wishes. We're not giving them the view of their shipment that they need. Right. They're not getting the scope or the field of vision that they expected when generally they were quoted the inspection before the service. It can lead to a lower scope than expected. It can lead to overlooked product defects or other issues related to the product. And if, if they inspect too many and they're forced to work overtime or work extra time as a result, then they might want to bill that back to the client mistakenly because it's extra time the inspector spent in, in the factory. So the last issue that you mentioned here in the article is missing photos or sending the incorrect photos or misplaced photos in the inspection report. So can you tell us maybe a little bit more about the consequences of doing that and how that might happen? So our inspectors are taking a lot of photos of the defects that they find. They'll take a general overview picture of each each type, each SKU, each type of product. So with so many photos floating around, you know, it can be easy to put the wrong photo somewhere. 
leave out a photo and when when you're the client and you're reviewing the report if you've got for example the the defect is flash and it's a picture of something else that they yeah they'll question that and there's no they're not getting a look at all at what the issue is pretty much it leads to ambiguity right i mean it leads to possibly misunderstandings if there's a defect like you mentioned flash for example and there's a picture of something either something different entirely different or it's underrepresenting the flash issue, then the buyer might maybe waive it and say, okay, go ahead and ship when in fact the issue or the problem that they found that they took photos of is in fact much more severe, much more serious than the buyer thinks, right? Exactly. And if the also if the photo isn't clear, if it's not zoomed in enough and the, the buyer can't really get a good idea of what's going on in this photo, that can also lead to confusion and perhaps, as you said, shipping without knowing the full scope of, of the defects. Right. Okay. So sort of the key takeaways here for the buyer or the inspection company is what, what kinds of things can we do? I mean, we know we've talked about the mistakes and that, you know, inspectors are human and they can sometimes make mistakes as well. But what can we do to sort of minimize the risk of mistakes during product inspection? We can make sure that all of the instructions are really clear. Uh, we can go through it with the auditors. It's, it's a good idea for any inspection company to every six months sort of sit down and have a, have a training session with the auditors to make sure that everybody's on the same page and if they've got any questions that they can raise them freely and openly and for them to know that if they do make a mistake don't be afraid to speak up and say you know let us know so that our buyers in turn aren't getting the wrong wrong idea wrong report right yeah and i think with the training it's important that when changes are made i know at in touch we make a lot of changes to the not too many but on occasion we make some changes to the procedure or documentation or the process of inspection whatever it may be generally improvements and it's important that everyone's sort of trained on those and educated on those because every change is an opportunity for new mistakes to happen as well so i would agree with the with the training and the procedures so i want to thank my guest stacy for joining me for today's podcast so thank you stacy thank you john and i want to remind all of our listeners to check us out on facebook linkedin twitter to see some daily tips and advice related to product inspection, sourcing, manufacturing, all that good stuff. And to check out our YouTube channel. We've got some interview videos with some industry experts there. And also, if you'd like to get in touch with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.